0: back I, and this time we have a special guest so i'm pretty excited it is that season i got with us today mike from chaos tours how you doing mike
1: pretty good how are you dan
0: hey man i'm happy to have you on i, I was fortunate enough to know you already because i've worked with you before and you know I, I like what you do so this is this is a treat for sure how's uh how's 2022 been for you
1: 2022 is going okay so far uh we got a lot going on so looks like it's going to be a good year
0: yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of over the COVID thing. Like, they're, they are they missed out, and now they're trying to make up a little bit of time.
1: That's right. Have yeah. you been feeling
0: that, too, on your end?
1: I am. I am seeing a lot more anxious people to wanting to get out there, definitely.
0: And then, of course, it's going to get cold, so then people are like, I'm not going to go out as much later.
1: <laughs> but, you know, that's the funny thing with these tours is they really kick in once we have that seasonal change. When people start seeing the leaves falling yeah. and that that little bit of coolness in the evening, that's when we start getting the phone calls, calls even more. Oh, that's when awesome. More people booking, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, do you see the promo I made, the promo video for today? I was saying that you were going to be on?
1: No, I haven't seen that yet.
0: I used no. the footage from uh, from the Green Flyer films, but the one that he didn't really use, the ones in the cemetery and you walk in and stuff, it looks really cool. So, you know, big shout out to Alex from Green Flyer. He did a great job with that. And uh, he's, he's going to help us out with uh, video projects and stuff, but... So I was I was waiting to use your footage, so I was asking him to send it. I, but I had some of it, so I'm like, oh, I'm not waiting for you. I'm doing it now.
1: <laughs> I know they had a lot of B roll stuff that didn't end up in the regular video they did. So there was uh, there's probably some good stuff on.
0: There. Yeah, no, I I got you in the cemetery. I got you like uh, it looks like you have a device in your hand. You're looking for something. EMF meter. That's and then correct. um yeah. yeah you're kind of standing up. It looks cool. Like really good shot. So, you know I'll send that over to you so you can use for your promotions too because it's like, it's basically you. do go a bunch nice. of angles. Really cool though, but yeah, man. So on that on that note, um, so I mean, I, I've known you forever, so I know you've done like a lot of like ghost tours and seances, and you also do like like paranormal para, paranormal activity kind of stuff. How did you even get into that? Like, what what was the origin of that?
1: So, growing up, I always had an interest in the paranormal, and I never really knew if I believed in ghosts to an extent, but as the internet dawned, I was getting online in 1996-1997 and began to explore what was out there. I had gotten a picture by accident that I started sharing online, simply going out with some friends and going out to some places that are reputed to be haunted. I wasn't even sure if I believed yet at that time, but I had read the stories, I was excited about it, when I first got my first, we call it EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomena. That's when you use a tape recorder. You don't audibly hear a voice, but when you listen back, there's an imprint of something there, if you will, something responding to you that seems to be answering a question. I was at the Valparaiso Jail Museum, and I'd ask the question, "What is your name? Why are you here?" And we had a very clear response. Wow! It said, uh, "You know." the guy was a soldier who um had fought and died and we were able to back up this information with the museum itself
0: wow so it actually was a name of someone who was there yeah dang that's cool yeah was that would you say that was like the when you did that you're like this is it is there's something to this
1: i think when i got that recording that was one of the ones that just locked it in for me another one i got out of valpo it said chaos hello and they didn't it's like the ghosts were calling me by my nickname. Chaos Haunted Tours didn't exist yet. I was an early ghost hunter and being out there going through the old courthouse, which was the post office at the time too, they had reports of ghosts and this voice said, Chaos, hello. You're like, wow. And that to me those two things helped lock in the fact that, yeah, this stuff is real. You know, they're they're talking to me.
0: So, kind of on the same topic, so two questions. One's really silly. One is kind of uh, philosophical. So, what do you think happens to people when they die? Like, what happens to their spirit? Like, what, from, your, from what you've seen, what, how could you explain it?
1: Well, to me, from what I've experienced and from what I've seen, also, I've, I've grown a little bit psychically over the years where I can kind of sense things. Our spirits... Our bodies are basically just a parking lot for our spirits. Our souls go on, our spirits go on, and we believe in another side. What that other side really is, unless you've been there, you can't say for sure, but we know that life goes on after death. And there's been so many stories where people don't stick around as ghosts, but family members, loved ones, aunts, uncles, grandmothers will cross over, but in within a week or two of them crossing over, they'll visit someone and say goodbye, and that's all it is. There's nothing malicious or evil about it, nothing demonic. They simply say farewell, and that to me says a lot about the powers that be up there, that they allow people to say their farewells, and they're not stuck as a ghost, what we call an earthbound spirit. Like like It's a safe
0: place almost where they're at. They they could choose to make contact a little bit. Right,
1: and it's, it's just a matter of them being able to say their farewells to their loved ones before they cross over.
0: Wow, that's good. You know what else kind of for me, like personally, makes me think that there's something to it? When when little kids are infants, mm-hmm. and then you see them like talking to like supposedly family members or friends, and as they get older, it goes away. And um, coincidentally, uh, cats and dogs have also reacted when kids do that. So there's something there that we can't see. We probably lose it over time, but that that for sure, that, that's, that's super interesting. So for my silly question, because I had to ask a silly question. Well, let me ask you a backup question first. Have you physically ever seen a ghost? Like, have you ever seen something yep. where you're like, whoa?
1: Yeah, it's happened a few times. A few times. It, do- it doesn't happen all the time, but occasionally it'll happen.
0: And then is it something that like you could you could stare at for a few seconds and, like, analyze it, or it kind of goes away real quick?
1: It, it varies. Sometimes it varies. It, it's out of the corner of your eye, but when you turn back and look, it's gone. Or it'll be something that slowly materializes and then suddenly vanishes. It's... It's happened in a few different ways for me. Or something that just happens really quick. Like, What was or it? Or right in front of you, and then as fast as it's there, it's gone. Wow.
0: All right, so then this is perfect. So my, my silly question is, and I ask people this, which is kind of funny. Um, if you had a choice to, there's two doors, and you get to choose a door, and door number one has a, a ghost. You could see it for, let's say, 10 seconds, see it do its thing or door number two would be an alien, which one would you choose and why?
1: Probably door number one, because I, I'm familiar. I know a lot about the paranormal, about ghosts. I don't know that much about aliens. It's not that I don't believe in them. I, I think that they're <laughs> out there. I, you know, it's, I guess it's the fear of the unknown for me. I just don't know that much about aliens.
0: So you're thinking like the, you know, door number one would be, I know what I'm getting into. Exactly. You might go to door number two and get eaten or something.
1: (laughs) Who knows? I might I might be probed. You know, nobody wants that, really.
0: Yeah. So I don't know why I ask people that question a lot. I think it's funny the responses. So you're a perfect one for that one. (laughs) So, um, you know, in the things you've done, what's one of the craziest like real life experiences? Because the chaos one seemed pretty cool. Like, was there anything like that's maybe more impactful or maybe like scarier?
1: Well, I, I've i been involved in a number of different cases over the years. One of them that sticks with, with me was in Valparaiso where one of the family members was being possessed by a spirit in the house. And we actually challenged the spirit when we went in and said, hey, would you levitate one of us? And jokingly, we indicated one of our investigators. And you no pointed situation.
0: somebody out like, like that guy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he was the scaredy cat of the group, which is why we said that. And we went in the basement, and as we're down there sitting around in the dark asking EVP questions to see if we get a response, I started to get this feeling. A lot of us had this feeling, and all of a sudden we heard him scream. He swore that something was pushing him up from the ground. And he had been an investigator for a while. He jumped up in the dark, almost hit himself on the furnace, and tried to run out of there. And there's a lot of stories from that place where the uh, wife of that lived there had been cussed at by the ghosts in the basement. She'd been frightened out of the basement so bad she wouldn't even go downstairs and collect her laundry. It had been sitting down there for months. They just went out and bought new clothes. They, <laughs> they were not going to go in the basement.
0: They're like, you know, we're good with the basement. We're going to close that side off.
1: We had to eventually clear the house out. I'm making it short because this this is a, hell, only a short program here. But we eventually had to clear the house out and get rid of what was there. We believe it did cause a murder, which is a whole nother story about wow. this thing. Wow. Dang. Well, uh, it was <laughs> doing its thing there. But we did manage to get it cleared out. A good friend of mine, also by the name of Dan, was able to go in and successfully remove it. And we did check in with the homeowners a month later, six months later, and he did manage to clear this thing out
0: he's like we're using the basement now <laughs> yeah. they, they probably never but about that. <laughs> so is there any truth or any anything that you've heard about like kind of like bad energy being a, a, a tra- attracted to items yeah or like places like if it's somebody's house or somebody's like 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 say they used to use like toys or clothes or something like or is there anything to that
1: certainly there can be buildings houses vehicles objects possessed, and, and there's been cases of that like the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas, where I firmly believe, having been in there a number of times, that something has attached itself. And that's why this guy who lived there live on video back in the 90s, early ghost hunting was going on, uh, Howard Heim, who I knew, something scratched the guy across the chest. Like Bruce Howard Heim was investigating... The haunting.
0: So he was investigating it, and he got scratched.
1: Not Howard, but Howard videotaped the homeowner actually getting scratched. Oh, wow. Live on film at the Sally House. So this was actually on the sightings episodes going back to the 90s, if you remember those sightings TV shows. yeah. So if you go back into those databases, you'll find that Sally House video, and you'll see it. it. There was no trickery involved. It certainly was the guy with scratch marks appearing on his chest live on video. Dang. So that's, that's just a perfect yeah. example of a house that could become possessed. Objects can become possessed too. In fact, just, you know, shows like Haunted Collector and things like yeah. that where they go out <laughs> and they collect some of these items. We know about Annabelle and mm-hmm. there's the doll down in Florida. I forget his name now, down in Key West or whatever. Was it Ro- Rodney or I don't know. He yeah, will start with an R. I recently yeah.
0: ran, ran into that story.
1: Yeah, and so there's lots of reports of that. I don't have any objects i believe are haunted and that's probably okay
0: You're like, yeah i'm good with that, <laughs> good with that. I, I,
1: I do have a ha- i do have a die though that i found in central state asylum that i believe might have some energy attached to it going back to 2002 and there's a whole story about that but this die you know is in my personal collection of yeah. artifacts from different haunted places i believe that that could be haunted and i'm waiting to use that on a game night some night and really mess with some people.
0: They're like, how do you keep getting every number you want over and over?
1: <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, for, for those people who are like maybe non believers for whatever reason, what would be a place maybe around here in the Midwest where you could say is like probably the most haunted area? Like, like even a, a non believer would be like, man, there's something going on here.
1: Well we did just stay at the Haunted Asylum in Rockville this last year. I think that was a pretty active location myself. It's, it's an old asylum, and anytime you've got these old hospitals, old asylums, there's a lot of mistreatment of patients that went on. There's a whole program you could do about the old asylums and what happened to people, but the, the, it was atrocities, things that happened to these folks, and they were confused, angry, upset, and their spirits remained behind. One of our investigators actually saw a figure, actually two of our investigators at the same time saw a figure walk into a room, and they thought it was one of us. And when they followed into the room just a few steps behind, there was nobody, nobody there. Nobody there. Wow. <laughs> it, that was a good place. Obviously, our Crown Point Jail right here in the Midwest is a terrific location, which we do tours at. We've got tours coming up there. And it's it's definitely worth checking out. It's one of those places in the area you could still get into because a lot of these museums, although they've got hauntings, they don't want to be associated with it. It makes them look bad. I say in quotes. So. Yeah, because they're like maybe they don't want that kind of they publicity. They don't want. Yeah, they don't want that kind of publicity, so they're they're hoping it kind of goes away over time. But a lot of museums have haunted objects or just things going on there that make them haunted. It's it's a shame, but you know we're we're willing to work with different museums if they. Let us work with them, but you know, a lot of times they just don't want that anymore.
0: <laughs> so you, did you start doing the paranormal activities first and then started doing the chaos tours? How did that How did that come?
1: Yeah, so I started the Indiana Ghost Trackers in August of 2000, so going back 22 years ago already. And before that, I was just kind of an amateur ghost hunter going out to a few places. Myself and a few other people got together and we were going out and it was a a photographer with the corporate Gazette and a newspaper writer that followed us out and was writing about us. And that's when the Indiana ghost trackers started. We had our first meeting at the Lake County library, August of 2000 where 60 plus people showed up in this meeting room out of nowhere. I You're mean, like, wow. we're just talking dead out of nowhere. All these people <laughs> show up and they're very interested in being involved uh, out of that 60 people. We did end up right away with 15 to 20 people that I think joined our group immediately. And that started everything. We were looking for fundraisers for the Ghost Trackers, and that's when we started doing ghost tours. So I believe that started in 2001, just to raise some money to buy equipment and things like that. And the tours ended up with me developing them and adding stories and doing a lot of the work. So by 2006, that's when I started Chaos Haunted Tours.
0: And it's funny. I do remember the original name too, like locally. I remember seeing it. Yeah. And then when I met you, I I didn't realize that you were it was the same, same entity, just different name. Right. But, and I think you used to do a lot of cool marketing back in the days. Did you throw like signs everywhere and people would like share them and stuff?
1: We we did. The, was, we did have some like yard <laughs> signage. Guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing, but I've gotten away from that because you get a lot of unsolicited calls. You get calls at two in the morning. What's a ghost hunt? You know, people just want to bust your chops and be silly, and it it, it didn't end up being uh, as, as worth it, worth its money. <laughs> unfortunately, it's uh, but you know it was you know something I tried at the time, having these little yard signs put up and putting putting them in different places.
0: Cause yeah. I remember those too. That's the cool part. Like it worked because I remember seeing them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it made people aware of them, but at the same time, you just ended up with people, random people calling and just saying, "What's a ghost tour?" and after 20 minutes of explaining it to them, they go, okay, thanks, we'll let you know. So that, that, you know, I, I want people to go to the website and learn about it. So then they can ask questions. Yeah, like, how do I get the 24-hour hotline? Forum, to this. You know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was, you know, was something I tried.
0: That's cool. And then um, we once did a, uh, a team build, and we did the Walking um, Haunted Pub Crawl. Is that how you, what yeah. you call it? Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I probably don't remember all the stories towards the end. Because we were so in the mood, a.k.a. we were drinking. (laughs) But that was fun. That's definitely one I recommend when people ask about team builds. So uh, Chaos Tour, what is to be expected in 2022 this year?
1: Well, we did hire two brand-new tour guides uh, for Velpo, and I think they're going to work out terrific. I'm very excited about both of them. And we've got possibly a new tour starting up. I'm trying to put the last uh, touches on that one. We'll see. I don't want to say too much about it in case I have to push it into 2023, but it'll be a brand new bus tour, and I have not added a bus tour in, God, it's probably been like 10 years, 12 years since I've added a new bus tour route, but this is going to be a brand new bus tour route, Uh, but we've also started working with the Art Theater in Hobart just last year. That was very exciting. We've got two dates that we're going to be working with them as well this year that I'm just about to announce that's going to roll out this week here. That's cool. As far as those dates, we, uh,
0: we know about the green room because we, yeah. we did events there, so everyone talks about the green room.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a cool place, and they always get a lot of activity downstairs in the old green room. My tie in with that, though, is one of my relatives, great uh, great great grandfather, had once owned. The Hobart Hotel that was on the spot before the theater was built. Oh, okay. And that place used to act as a hospital at one time, before they had hospitals in Hobart. If there was a lot of people that got injured, the doctors would need everybody in one area, so they would often utilize hotels like this, like the Hobart Hotel, for basically as a hospital. Dang. So, so, yeah, it's a it's definitely a cool place. It's got history then for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We used to leave bands down there for on purpose for a few minutes, <laughs> like, "Hey, you guys, comfortable? Everything good? Like, yeah, all right. This this downstairs is haunted. Um, it's been haunted forever. So we'll be right back, okay? Just you'll be you'll be cool. And we walk out, and then we wait like we wait like five ten seconds, and then we hear them like whispering, and then they kind of laugh, and then they're like, "Is it?". And then we come back later, like, "Yeah, it's kind of freaky down there." I'm like, "Yeah, I told you guys. <laughs> yeah." They never saw nothing, but just like setting it up that way, like this this area is known to be haunted. We're gonna leave you guys by yourself. You know, you guys will be okay. And then they're like, whoa, what do you, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> I've had people swear that they've heard whispering in the back corner when it's been quiet down there. We've gotten a lot of voices on the spirit box. We've gotten EVP down there. I, I know there's a lot going on in that basement, in, in the green room. But, you know, the manager will tell you him and a room full of people watched a giant orb, ball of light, float across the entire theater. Wow. They watched it come out of one corner and go all the way across the theater and into the wall.
0: I, I take it that the theater's happy because there's been a lot of cool stuff happening at the theater lately. So.
1: The theater's doing very well. The I'm, theater's happy. I think I'm they're... excited to see it. I, as a kid growing up, I remember going and seeing Walt Disney movies there and all this kind of stuff. Even my first R-rated movie, Conan the Barbarian, I saw there. <laughs> I was excited about that. But So this theater has turned itself into a music venue and it's doing Quite well. And yeah. I think it's great. It's terrific. I've been there a few times this year to see different artists. So,
0: yeah, very good spot. Yeah. So, man, that's awesome, man. I, I'm going to try to see if I can get Alex to go with us. We're going to try to go on one of the tours with you. Nice. Even if it's here in Crown Point or Valpo. And last time I sent him, he was kind of recording interviews, which was fine, but I kind of wanted him to do more of that cinematic stuff, like how he did the promo. You know, even if it's you talking, entering rooms, and now that's kind of what I was hoping for. But, um he definitely nailed it on the beef the beef footage so you'll see later but that's kind of what i want to do so i'm gonna gonna help you know when, when you got whatever you're gonna announce we'll go ahead and share it we'll put it on the other pages as well and then kind of see and hopefully we can do like a you know like a backup not a backup but like a follow-up and we go and check out the show and take some footage for you because if you haven't been i mean i recommend it all the time so people do ask hey what's going on like the tours and like you said it gets really busy Right now, you guys probably have a lot of availability, or at least right. pretty decent.
1: So far, we're good on But then once it starts getting
0: closer, then everyone wants the same date. So I've been telling people, try to book it out early. Um, that way, you know, you have time and you could bring other people. Because if you want to show up with 10 people on, like, you know, the week, couple weeks before Halloween, it's probably going to be tough.
1: Yeah. You know, Get but, your bookings in now, for especially if it's the second half of October.
0: Yeah. So um, I've dealt with that as a promoter forever, where people want to book last minute. So with your tour, I warn them, do not do it last minute. You know, especially like you don't, if you have it in advance and you could plan for it, and you'll be good. And then you know, most of the time they listen, so which has been good. But I'm I'm still gonna stress it because they still Indiana's known for that. So yeah, <laughs> this had been Chicago. A lot of your tours would have been sold out a few months ago, and you you know running that logistics. But definitely, man, I appreciate you coming out. I, I do. I love what you do. Um, you know, I definitely want to catch another one, or maybe convince you know my coworkers to do another, uh, you know, haunted pub crawl. For sure. You know, I live right here. I'm right down the street now, so I could, <laughs> I could, I could haunt my walk back home too if I need to. Yeah, see. you
1: definitely. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're not far down the street.
0: Yeah. yeah, man. So there we go. So this is Mike again from uh, Chaos Haunted Tours, Haunted and Historical Tours. Yeah. And um, the website is chaostrips.com.
1: Yes, that's right. www.chaostrips.com.
0: And then I'll go ahead and put the phone numbers and links for anyone who's interested in booking any of these cool shows. So, yeah, once again, this is Podcast Famous. Thanks again, Mike, and I'll see you guys soon.
1: Thanks. Take care.